What's going on, fanatics? Happy Mother's Day, or the day after Mother's Day, if you're listening on Monday morning, Monday afternoon, which I would guess that most of you are. It is the uh, Sunday Night Quarantine podcast here in the home office in gorgeous Bondurant, Iowa. My name is Chris Williams. I am joined, as always, by Brent Bloom. Hey, Bloomer. How we doing? Do you want an honest opinion? Yeah, always. It's the quarantine podcast. Didn't have a great week. Yeah? Not a great week. Okay. Not like nothing bad happened, like quarantine-wise. I'm fried. Like, I just want to, like, I want to get on a plane and, like, go to Florida for a week. Just start over? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I think people are... I'm done. Yeah. But I know that I can't be done. Right. So, so no, but I'm okay. Yeah, like, I everybody's healthy, and, like, I have no... Like, I have no reason to complain, and I'm not trying to... But you, you said, how are you? No, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. How are you? I, you know, all right. I wish it was warmer this weekend. I think that's kind of takes a damper out of it, but, you know, hopefully everyone had a great Mother's Day. Yeah. Hopefully you did. What'd you guys end up doing? Did we, you say uh, we got some uh, delivery. We got some... Ooh. There, there's a local restaurant. I'll give them a shout-out, because it was a good yeah. service. Yeah. Uh, Montana Mike's. Oh. You guys yeah. like that? Well, they have. They, yeah, they, so we lot. got them. We got them for for Easter Sunday. Again, I don't cook, um, and I didn't want my wife to cook today. Um, and they had good service. Wrote us a thank you card, which I think is oh. an underappreciated gesture in the in all in all consumer behavior. But uh, so we got them again, and could get a nice little meal. Hung out with the kids. Called it a day. I just bought a cow tonight. I've got I've half got a, of one that is. I've got a cow that we purchased through my in-laws that we need to go grab at some point. Is it processed and stuff? Yeah, through a local butcher up in Northwest Iowa, which we bought prior to. Oh, that's good timing. I yeah, so it was actually and the uh, the butcher out. the butcher shops back home. Um, like normally, you can get it processed in like like a week, and uh, I was talking to my old man or as my mom or somebody told me yesterday that like the guy in Clorinda yeah is like out to like July wow they're just probably getting hammered right now yeah business is good in, yeah in I'm that sure. world I'm sure yeah business is good there uh but anyways yeah that's what's going on uh we, we like to do this here on the pod tell you what we're sipping on tonight I've got my um this is fancy schmancy stuff uh, the Nika Ooh. Coffee Grain. It's a Japanese whiskey. Now, I already had a glass uh, while I was prepping for this. Is caffeine in it? No, it's not real coffee. Okay. Um, that's confusing. I thought the same thing. It's I don't I don't, I don't know. It's a Japanese Just thing. Some, I, I have no idea. Bruno told me to get it, so I got it. All right. That's a, this is the nicest bottle of whiskey I have. This is like a $70 bottle. Uh, it looks nice. Um, you were drinking one of my all-time favorites. And it's super, it's not cheap, but it's inexpensive. This is a blended Canadian whiskey called Pendleton. Now, this is their, um, like, premium kind. It's called Midnight. It's ultra smooth. These blended Canadian whiskeys are just crazy smooth. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's a really it's, good It's one. got, like, a little hint of brandy in there. It's, yeah. it's a good, that, good Sunday night separate. The, the whiskey you're drinking is actually... Um, Stored in brandy barrels. Ah, there you go. So that's what you're tasting right there. there. You go. But that that's really good stuff. So there you go. That's what we are sipping on. This has become 
kind of a fun part of the podcast because then you have guys tweeting at you. Last last week it started up this whole deal and uh, give a shout out to the Iowa State alums who own the Mississippi River Distilling Company. Okay. They uh, they listened to the podcast cool. and were commenting on it last week. Cool. And they make the Cody Road bourbon, so I'm gonna have to. I, I was Man, I wanted to pick to up a bottle, sample some of that. I haven't been to a store or anything since then, so big time. Yeah. So shout out to one of the guys who owns it. Used to be Cy in the '90s. How about that? So where's that miss? Where, where would that be? Dubuque. Okay. Or on the river. That would make sense with the Mississippi River tie-in. Yeah, there you go. Uh, But anyways, yeah, so here's what I wanted to accomplish today. There's really not a ton of, like, hard news as far as um, the sports stuff. Now, we could do a lot of the COVID stuff. Jamie Pollard made some comments this week. Bob Bowlesby made some comments this week. Bob Bowlesby made some comments this week. Um, Iowa State is set to open... Campus. Campus. Limited on limited June, on June 1. June 1, but mm-hmm. that means athletes and all that stuff can kind of start trickling in. Yep. And doing their thing. should note, there was also the first uh, case of COVID with anybody associated with Iowa State happened this week. Now, they haven't been on campus, from what I understand, for a long period of time, but first known Iowa State connection. Is it like public? Uh, it was announced public, not who it is. Oh, okay. But just that Iowa State, at least for the first one, is said that it would it would notify everybody, you know, staff, faculty, students, uh, for the first case. They won't do it for all for all of them, unless it impacts you. But for this case, the first known one at Iowa State. There you go. Um, you know, I do sense is I'm a little more. I think where you were last week, I sensed some optimism that this football season's now I'm still greatly skeptical of how it's going to look. Yep. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I feel like the wheels are in and I, and I, you know, I still don't necessarily think we're going to have 60,000 people piled in there. Same, but wheels are in motion. Some good things are happening. Um, without getting into the nitty gritty of it. Did anything else before we move? I, Cause here's what I want. Here's what I had to talk about today. Um, I want to hit on this Kansas basketball scandal. Yeah, that's legit. I want, I, I've found some fascinating data on media consumption. And this goes back to our commentary on what we were at the point about, I don't know, five, six weeks ago, we were guessing about the Netflixes of the world. Yeah. Well, we have some data. We have data now. And I think it's really good to go over that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of Jalen Coleman lands, a little bit of an update there, but not much. You kind of been ahead of the curve. Yep. And then we'll do some fan questions at the end. That's what I've got. But that, other than that, though, the Pollard talked to Travis Hines. I talked to Jamie earlier this week. I didn't write anything from it because I'm, um, man, I'm still. You got like this masterpiece of a column that you're still working on, right? But yeah. it keeps, I mean, you got at some point you just got to publish because it's going to keep changing. I think it's coming out tomorrow. All right. I'm just so like, you we launched the premium thing too. Yeah. And like all this stuff and man, like I, it's so hard for me. And I think a lot of people between all this crap that I'm dealing with, trying to keep the business afloat and then kids at home, wife at home, to sit down and write for more than like an hour at a time yeah. is almost impossible. 
Almost impossible. I hear you. So I'm just going to publish it tomorrow. That's that's what I'm thinking. So I that'll come that'll come out tomorrow. Um, but yeah, the Pollard stuff with Hines. I, I will say this: Pollard's tone seems drastically different than when he appeared on that Zoom call with all of us about a month ago. And it should, you know, a lot has developed since then. Yeah. At the time, uh, I thought Jamie came off uh, very much like a leader in in college athletics with the pay cut stuff, like all that stuff. He was ahead of the curve on a lot. I think that if you were on one side of the political aisle, it seems like you could almost call him a bit of an alarmist at that time. But I think most of what he said is really came to fruition. Yeah, yeah. it it absolutely has. Yep. Uh, I thought that um, his comments to Travis Hines seemed more, much more positive than I would have expected at this point, knowing what we know. I would agree. Um, touched on a couple of things. And now I thought, again, Jamie's got the analogies down where you, you, he talked about, or maybe they're metaphors. I, I, the English, Ice Age. English, the Ice Age one, which I think was very appropriate. Uh, but now it's going back from the Ice Age to stay in the water. And now you're swimming back to shore a little bit because you got you got to come up with a plan. I think this is the difficult part is in, in any business, athletics included, you have to plan for like eight different scenarios of how this could play out. You know, the worst case, um, all the way up to completely normal. And I think the truth will be somewhere in the middle. And Iowa State planning, just like the, and I think it was optimistic as well with the NFL coming out with their schedule, Chris, of we're going to be open uh, on this date. We're going to have preseason games, yada, yada. But I think you, you have to look that way. And really for Iowa State, planning on campus being open, uh, students in class, and fall schedule as normal. Now, with the modifications, according to that article of, well, what types of fans will we have? And I mm-hmm. think Jamie brought up a couple of good points. I think the, the most popular sentiment r- right now is no fans. But I think the more realistic thing that he said, and I now it dawns on me, I, think I agree, is you will have some semblance of fans, specifically in the premium areas. Yeah. Um, that does two things. One, you can largely keep them separate. You know, the social distance. If you've ever been in one of the suites at Jack Trice, what you can do is you can have the caterers just leave stuff. You know, they come in early, um, leave the food, leave whatever. I think you could have people in the suites. I think you could have people in the Jack Trice Club. Souk up's a little bit more difficult, but that gets some fans there. And it also keeps some incentive, honestly, financially. Uh, if you don't have fans, you're going to lose You're going to lose revenue, no, no, no question. But you can maybe recoup some of that with the premium seating areas uh, for the higher dollar tickets. So... I think that would be at least a measure of moving it forward towards fans. The, the problem arises then if you're, you know, just a, an everyday fan, you're a younger alum, you, or you don't have the income to be in those premium areas, is that fair? And I think that's, I, that's a tough question. Um, I don't have the answer to it, but I think some fans are better than no fans. Too. It's funny you went that direction because I was, I was going to go the direction of I wonder how many – and I know many of them would. I wonder how many of those higher end boosters would be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I like it for the atmosphere. There's not going to be much of an atmosphere. I'll pass. You you could have some, but I think based on the because I you know some of these folks and you do too. Yeah, they I mean really they're diehards. They're diehards. Yeah. I mean you I you really are, and so I think you'd have a, a tough time convinced. The other thought is you could also have some students. Students are on campus. You couldn't have students. But they're there. already being tested, or they're, they're being tested, or you know, if they want to accept the risk. And I think 
students is a little bit easier sell than the general fan base. So this, these are interesting conversations that, that have to be made and have to be talked about now because, uh, you know, you're, you're in May, <laughs> August is right around the corner. A lot of these things are going to have to be made. Calls are going to have to be made uh, mid-July probably. Uh, Big 12 football media days were canceled this week. They're going to do them virtually. Uh, that isn't really that notable to anybody other than probably me yeah. in this room, but it yeah. does show you that the league is looking at. And they also, and then Bowlesby said something really interesting this week. He was a big uh, proponent of, you know, students need to be in class on campus. This was, yeah, he, he came a, he, one of the first guys to come out and yep. talk about that. Yeah. Uh, he kind of did a one, 180 this week saying that potentially online classes would, would be enough to constitute being in session. So you could technically have, if, if, if campus isn't fully open, and I actually anticipate obviously is going to do everything they can to be open in some capacity, um, student-athletes on campus taking online classes, even though they're not actually in a classroom. And that Man, could be I, enough for the college inter- football season. Hmm. Now, does that blur the line between... That's just confusing, though, like when you think about dorms and cafeterias sure. and the library and, sure. like, you know... Yep. All that, I yeah. Is that then they're kind of a protected class in that way? But there's incentive for them to. Yeah, I really don't feel like we're honestly discussing anything new at this. No, it's it's not new, but it's it's interesting that that how it's developing week by week, and we're chronicling it. Administrators are seeing like, well, this isn't going to be perfect, so we may have to adjust our our line of thinking to make this work. And you've even seen the SEC schools down there um, said, we'll play just like you said, like if you were again, three weeks ahead of it, we'll just play whoever wants to play, but we're going to play. I still think that's what's going to happen. I think it's, it's possible. So nothing new, but you're starting to see some of these administrators come out and say, well, if push comes to shove, we'd rather have something than nothing at all, which if you're a fan and you want to see in the fall football, I think it's trending more optimistic again this week. All right. Um, that's a good way to wrap that up, Bloom. Let's quickly – let's do a little bit on this Kansas basketball scandal, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I wanted to basically dumb it down for people who haven't taken the time to read all this really boring – Yeah, it's there's a lot. NCAA stuff. I'm going to give you my notes on it, okay. and then you tell me, okay, this is what you're missing. So – the NCAA is pointing the finger at Kansas, uh, lack of institutional control, etc. It all goes back to the Adidas thing. These Adidas representatives were allegedly offering, not allegedly, I mean, they admitted they did. to it. That, yeah. it's a, that's yeah. not a question. Yeah. To Kansas recruits. Um, the, the two known ones were Billy Preston, who played minimally. He was kind of in trouble. Um $100,000 to his guardians and then $20,000 to Sylvia D'Souza, who most notably known for the guy that was throwing the, the stool around in that yes. K-State thing. Really, it's funny if you think of, if Candace could go down because of those two oh, yeah, basically who, non-factors for all this stuff, it's, it's, it's just interesting how that could happen. Now, they're also wrapped up in the Zion Williamson deal. Yes. Um, where there are actually recorded phone calls with um, Townsend, the assistant, assistant. coach. Um, so Kansas's argument, the NCAA is saying that 
lack of institutional control, you were trying to pay these players to come to Kansas. The Kansas, Kansas is stating that, whoa, 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 um, Adidas doesn't represent us. Right. Uh, Adidas isn't a booster. Right. Like, they're a totally different entity who was was serving themselves serving themselves on this and they didn't represent us. So how are we getting wrapped up into all this? Yeah. Now, contrary to that, now I would point to some of these quotes that coach Townsend had on this cell phone call that seemed like he was very able, really, very willing to comply with the Williamson family's request to have some money in their pocket and lodging in Lawrence and all these things. He didn't necessarily shoot it down. Uh, now, to me, like the big debate here is what is the definition of a Kansas booster? Yeah. Can, like the- can these Adidas guys, like, of course these Adidas guys were working with Kansas, but is there proof of that? Because a lot of this trial, if you go back to this trial, a lot came out that these Adidas guys were trying to keep things from schools. I just have a hard time believing they were trying to keep things from Kansas, like their school. Like, that's their flagship program. Right. right, and then on top of this, the the gumption by Kansas, Oh, and while this is going down, yeah. like, they, they, they know this investigation is happening, and then they re-up with Adidas for $196 million. Yeah. Which is like, and then self, they get the notice of allegations last September, and then they have the Midnight Madness. With Snoop Dogg. With Snoop Dogg. And self- in a promo video, is wearing an Adidas shirt with a like a chain necklace on it that has a money symbol. It's just like, and it's actually in the NCAA uh, thing they wrote this past week that they noticed that if that was a little bit disrespectful to the investigators. So, can I let me ask you this though? And I, I I'm still learning in defense of Kansas here. Okay. Just let me make this point, and then we'll dissect it to see if it's valid enough. This is the one thing I can't get out of my mind. If we determine that Adidas was acting, you know, as Kansas. Yeah, as Kansas. Sure. Right? Sure. So, what's the difference between that and, say, Adidas' rival, Nike, when they host dozens of these AAU basketball tournaments every yeah. summer and they're giving away free gear to all of these prospects. How is that not acting upon, you know, the hundreds of Nike schools out it's there? tough. I don't know. What's where's the difference? That, where's that Is line? it because we had the cell phone conversations? I, I mean, there's you know. the texts with Bill, with self and I'm just saying, Nola guy. I totally think Kansas was in the wrong here. Like I, you, you can't convince me that, that shady stuff wasn't happening. But I think that this is a bigger. It opens a larger can of worms. Yeah, I think we we'll take a step back here. And I know a lot of Iowa State fans are going to listen to this and want Kansas to get nailed. Take a step back, though. And yeah. like, does some random Nike employee who gives X recruit, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of shoes and stuff, that guy doesn't represent Iowa State either. Now, it's not an apples to apples conversation. I just, I'm. I'm making Kansas's argument, trying to make it for you guys so you can understand what they're trying to say. I think it's a bunch of hogwash, but that's what they're saying. Yeah, and they, uh, if they blur the line enough, maybe they can get away with it. I think they're, and they are flat out in denial mode. Like they are like, nope. Uh, from their chancellor. Yeah, down. all the way, like top down. Yeah. So this is going down. 
with a heavy-handed fight. And so they're in this, there's a, I don't know the entire process, but there, there's one more step where the, it's now the infractions committee. So they get to decide, okay, what it is these, these allegations, do they have merit and what, what would the infractions be? And then I think Candace can appeal after that. So there, there's thought now COVID kind of got in the way that this may be known by the start of the basketball season. Well, but, it's certainly, they hope so. Yeah. But Kansas is going to fight it all the way because th- this is their reputation. Like they can't, I don't, I, at this point you can't just say, oh yeah, you're probably right about this one or this allegation. So they, they, they leveled, they have five level one allegations that the NCAA is, is, is throwing at them. And even one, even if one of those is correct or it holds up, that could be, uh, you know, a postseason ban, loss of scholarships. And Bill Self has been leveled in these accusations as well. He could get a show cause, which could suspend him for a season or maybe multiple. And if that's the case, the rumors have been out there for a while, CW, you know this, that Self oh. is just waiting yeah. to make the jump to up the to Spurs. the NBA. Yeah. The Spurs thing was really hot about two years. He, something about like their assistant GM or something like that. It's really, yeah, there's a, there's a relationship yeah, between him and the management. Yeah. So we'll see. But I, I th- <laughs> here's what's working against Kansas right now is – they have this new commission, this Rice Commission. It's going to get really extra tough on um, these the sanctions that came out of that lawsuit. And I think Kansas is the first guinea pig. The, the, the issue is there's now, yeah. I think there's 12 other schools that have, in Power 5, that have in the process of getting allegations from the NCAA as well. So this is just one domino to fall out of this whole thing. I read today from, I think it was a Pat Forty piece, that up to 20% of the Power 5 schools are going to be involved in some capacity and in, in allegations um, in some schools that I had even forgotten about out of this thing. So Iowa state's not one of them, Yeah, but it's um, you know, it's you, you said all it's college basketball recruiting. It's a, it's a messy place. There's a lot of players that you don't even think about, man. I just remember like the one that's so far away from now. I, I feel comfortable talking about it. I remember when Diallo was being recruited because Iowa State was a huge player yeah. in that one. Yep. And I had like two or three sources that were just constantly telling me, like, don't don't even cover it. He's going to an Adidas school. Hmm. He's going to an Adidas. And I didn't get it yeah. so why? at the time. Yeah. I didn't make sense. And sure enough, he, he went to Kansas. Now, I have no idea. Of, I'm not insinuating that anything was below board there. But I to echo your point, like, this is not like this type of conversation – behind the scenes just started up here right. in the last and couple of years. And that's why it's like, do they want to pursue all these? Because if you do this one, yeah. you're going to have to well, keep going down the road. But that's, that's my point yeah, on this, I, what is a booster thing? It's because fair. It's fair, because you could just be in this, and what Kansas maybe smartly is, they they know, it's, 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 it's why I, it's like the West Virginia basketball defense is like, yeah. the reason why, yeah. They press and they hold and they grab all the time because there's only so much you that you you want to call as an official because yeah. otherwise the game just doesn't go. Yeah, but then you're going to I've I've said that on the air and then you're going to have guys call in and be like, "Why? If it's a foul, it's a foul." Yeah, and then you're going to get absolutely roasted. But then the game's 3 hours yeah. long. Like yeah. you, so I think and it's it's a tough it's a tough call like you, is this the one you're making a statement about? This is not Louisville. Like Louisville was I mean you had like some prostitution stuff and some, I mean, yeah, some, but this is, this is kind of that fine line of, yeah, we know these guys were paid, but how, how much was the staff involved? And is it, is it deemed enough like a, uh, you know, a, a Patino 
lack of institutional control. Another interesting part of this, too, is the NCAA is constantly criticized for not hammering its blue bloods. Correct. This, I mean... This would be one of them. I mean, the whole you look at the North Carolina thing in the last ten years, and really nothing came of that. Um. Yep. This, I they think you, yeah. you, ra- you raise a good point. But is this is this where you take your shot? Well, what's the Tarkanian quote? Remember Jerry Tarkanian? How uh, do I forget? Uh, let me find the exact quote. It's a, it's one of my favorite quotes. Hold on. I love Jerry Tarkanian. Uh, you always. TJ's now a Turkanian disciple. Well, that's a whole that's a fascinating conversation in its own right. The the ghost of Jerry Tarkanian in the halls of York. Oh. Because what's fascinating about that is like half of the fans love Tark. Half of the fans worship the guy. They think he's the greatest. Half of the fans like hate him because he basically, you know, brought their program down. Yeah. For yeah, you know. For a while. Yeah. So, so he was involved really in a lot of NCAA stuff. So oh, he yeah. had a quote back in, I don't remember when it was, but he said, the NCAA is so mad at Kentucky, they're going to give Cleveland State another year of probation. <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> point being that they can, they don't really ever make an example out of the big guys. And Kansas would be right there at Duke and Kentucky. Um, and then Duke's kind of getting into some stuff with Zion, so we'll see. They'll, they'll, they'll get out of it. It's okay. He's Teflon man. They're going to like make Zion's family like apologize and stuff from what I saw Probably. today. I read that. Yeah. Like, co- Oh, I, come on. Coach K doesn't cheat. What are you right. talking about? But I think you're start, there, there's going to be a lot of this stuff in the next, and it's taken a while, right? Because that Patino trial. Oh, my God. This is taking 16 or 17. It's been three or four this years. This is the problem why it gets lost, though. Yep. So that's why like, Kansas is kind of in the delay method. Like, you'll forget about it enough. This that, is what pisses me off, though, about our media cycle. Mm-hmm. And I try and not... Like, it really pissed me off, the Bill Finley, Nicky Moody one. Yeah. Because when that whole thing surfaced, I mean, that's all you heard about Yeah, for three days. Yep. Right? And it was an onslaught. And then the whole thing... It's thrown out. Yeah. Like, nothing happens from it. And... I mean, it barely gets a murmur. Yeah. Right. Yep. And like this, like this Kansas deal. Like I remember the day, like oh, you know, this all it was like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, yep. and yep. we let our show with it, and like, well, we'll see how it goes. How many days have we talked about it since? Not hardly any because they take so damn long, and our news cycle is so twenty four seven anymore that you just move on. And I think a lot of that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this today. Cause it's going to directly impact Iowa state in some capacity yeah. because that's the blue blood of the week. Yeah. Well, and I even had to, I mean, my memory is kind of a mess with all the stuff going on, but I had to look up again. Did Louisville actually get their championship vacated? And they did, but I mean, you had to, I mean, that part was kind of forgotten about. I mean, they still won. I think it was 13. They won the national championship, but it was vacated because of the whole Patino situation, but so if you but you're you're one of these coaches, Patino's back in the game now. He's at Iona, so it's not exactly a you know a big time program, but I mean the the risks and the benefits and all that that goes along with college basketball recruiting, it's just kind of a mess and total I mean, the, the ethics and morals and all that stuff. And in order to be good in college basketball, Chris, you really got to blur the line, and I think. Bill Self's maybe the best at it, and here we go. So he's he's right on that line. You know, not only that, where will it go? He's unabashedly 
He's an, yeah, he's on the apologetic. I mean, just just going for it. It Calipari is the same way. Even Coach Coach K gets into some, you know, who knows what because they're private. So it's a little bit even yeah. more. It's pretty sketch. Yeah, but it's just like they some of these staffs really blur the line. All right, uh, let's move on from that, and I want to talk about this. So it was when COVID really started, and you and me were. I think really depressed one night and (laughs) (laughs) we were a little tipsy or whatever, but we, it got into me bloviating about like media contracts and stuff like that. uh, It's my true passion. passion I I love it. Like I, I can't wait. I can't wait until like we approach 2024. Everybody's like, Oh, well you keep doing two jobs. I'm like, well, throughout the media contracts, I will. Cause I just want to talk (laughs) about, Oh, I love it. Um, should be hired as a consultant. My theory at the time, and, it, and I was just going off of my mom and dad, who my mom and dad were pissed when those games were on ESPN Plus this yep. year. Yep. They bought, they got Mediacom cable just so they didn't have to stream ISU TV. Yep. That's literally the only reason that they have Mediacom. Okay. And, and my mom and dad are they're not old. They're in their sixties, you know, like they're not, they're not walking around with walkers. You know what I mean? Technologically. Yeah, they're fine. Absolutely. All that stuff. And my mom and dad, I kept talking to them and they're like binge watching shows on Netflix. And I'm like, what in the hell? (laughs) What, what in the, what, what's changed here? And I, I, you know, and I look around and I talk to some friends and like all these, you know, baby boomers now are, on Netflix and Amazon yeah. Prime, I, and they're. I called my mom today, and she's like, "You know what are you doing today?" I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna get some get some food, yada yada." She's like, "Well, I'm planning to binge watch Billions today. That's gonna be my day. Like the show on. Have you watched that? I yeah. haven't. She's like, "I've heard it's great." That's the one I was actually thinking about starting this weekend. She, her, it's my mom's got good taste, clearly, but uh, she she's she loves it. It's about yeah. like a crooked hedge fund manager, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, it'd be right up, right up your alley. But but it, it's just like I was like, well, okay, well, my mom is no cooler than I am. I think that's next for me. I actually made a big decision yesterday that I was going to crank through House of Cards. See, I haven't finished that last season yet. See, I was only like at the tail end of season two. Okay, and I, I just hadn't. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna push through this. Well, you got that spacey weird vibe going. Yeah, be hard to when watch. he becomes like a serial killer. No, not even that. But his out, his is. Uh, yeah, I can separate. You, you the can two. separate it. I can separate the All two. Right. I mean, I'm not like directly putting money in his pocket by watching. That is true. That's how I, I look at it. Guys, yeah. Uh, anyways, so um, there's a website out there, and I want to make sure. It's called Visual Capitalist. Now, this is not for like the casual reader. Okay. okay. This is for like the geeks. This is for guys like me, but they do really great research on like media and consumption. It's one of the journals that I try. I skim their website about once a week and they have a great piece out on how media consumption has changed in the age of COVID-19. It's just in the last eight weeks. Yes. And they went through and they, Basically surveyed like 4,000 random users between the ages of 16 and 64 in the United States and the UK. 
about how they have changed their media consumption. Yep. So, as with any type of polling and survey, take it for what it's worth. But this is the only data that I've actually found on this since, other than watching stock prices yeah. for these. And, it, and I told you yeah. at the time, I said, watch Amazon. Like, the, like these things are going to and they're all at all-time highs right now. Even when the market was tanking, like oh, Netflix is... Subscriber numbers for Netflix. It's great. They added 15 million. It's wild. Last month alone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like their biggest month of growth ever. Yeah. Well, just, so they did every generation, Gen Z, Millennials, uh, Generation X, and the Baby Boomers. And now there's a lot of stuff in here that I, that I found that was surprising to me. For one, uh, I will say this is a radio guy who's on the radio every day. Um, seeing that um, as far as millennials go, which is 24 to 37, so we would just barely be considered uh, millennials. Uh, According to them, 28% of millennials say that they're consistently listening to radio more now, which Hmm. shocked me. Like, I I wouldn't have guessed that that would be... That would increase. Like, something new that they're trying. My theory on radio is when you're commuting... Yeah. You know, I think that's, I mean, look, you're in a drive time show. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that's why we do. you're a drive time show. It's because when people are in the car, uh, I think radio is best in the car. Millennials and um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the numbers for millennials. Generation Z, generation Z is 38 to 56 years old. Excuse me. That's generation X. Yep. And then baby boomers are considered 57 to 64. Okay who have started new habits watching television online and streaming. Yep. Millennials, 41% increase. Makes sense. Generation X, 38% increase. And baby boomers at 21% of them said that they had never done it before and they're doing it now. Wow. So, yeah. does this tell us that Oh man, Netflix will be a great television partner in the future for the Big 12. Not no. what I'm saying. ESPN and Fox are absolutely always going to be players. What I'm saying though is that the competition doesn't seem nearly as risky as it used to. I and this is going to continue to build. Totally agree. And then to pair with that, I'm trying to find the exact numbers, but um the cable and satellite subscriptions are just tanking way faster than even they thought, and this a lot of this stuff was even before, before uh, COVID really hit. I mean, they're down 15 percent in the last quarter in subscriptions. So, point being, why does that matter? Well, the Big Ten network, and thus the Big Ten, has largely thrived off of subscription models. In that, if I'm Betty in Newark, New Jersey, and I have the Big Ten network on my subscription. The Big Ten's still getting a dollar seventy-five from me, regardless if I watch that or not. Now you couple that with forty million people, that's how you make a lot of money. Now that's as those subscriptions dry up, that money dries up, and I think you're starting to see why did the Big Twelve go to this digital model? And Chris, we've talked about this. I think you're gonna get more and more a la carte where you know these conferences are gonna go straight over the top, meaning they're gonna charge a you know, like a Netflix does, you'll pay um, you know, whether it's through ESPN Plus or even they're on their own, the Big Ten Network Plus, uh, $10 a month, 
which would go over the top of those cable subscription packages, which are, you know, two, three dollars. Um, or which you're going to, you, I have dish network by the way, to, yeah. to back up what you say. Like, so the way I watch Netflix is through dish network. Cause you get, I have an app add on through it. No, I have, I have an app that's in my dish network, like guide. So I hit home and then I just click on it and it's so easy. And I, like to me, I, uh, I know I'm pretty rare. I enjoy. I love Dish Network. Yeah, I love it, and I found a. Cre- <laughs> I found a creative way to call them every three months and keep my price so it's under a hundred dollars. So like, but I need my DVR for watching but, games for the yep. ease of it, right? Yeah, but it's. I mean, how many in our, you know, oh, friend I'm, colleague group? I'm minority. Have Dish now, or Nobody. even Direct TV. I'm the minority. Right. I think though. There's just as much of a chance that like a Dish Network and an AT and T can live in a world where they have smaller bundles, where they can work with some of these. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're, like they'd have to go that route. But yeah, yeah I, I absolutely. Whatever. That's yeah. this is a whole different yeah, yeah. other debate. But um, like, how easy would it be for them to have an exclusive deal with ESPN Plus to like have that app right there? And to, you know what I mean. Like, I think they that there's different ways. Imagine. But I think regardless, this is good news for the Netflixes and oh, the Amazons completely. of the world. And, and this they, is exactly what we thought would happen. Yep. And uh, they're getting into it. You will see in the next three years, Amazon, a Netflix, um, an uh, Apple. Well, did it, Sports Business Journal has already reported that Apple and the Pac-12 have talked. Yep. I think all three will get into it. Um, and even at a major level, like you're not talking, oh, well, We'll pick up a uh, you know a little subsection of Major League Soccer. Uh uh-uh. uh they're gonna start bidding on the big the big boy sports and soon. They, the thing too, they have more money than Disney. That's for that's why. That's the thing. They have it, and they need. They're gonna reach a point where they need separators. Like how do how okay we've reached this X number of people. What gets us that next? And truthfully, if well, they pick up, let's say the Netflix grabs the Big Twelve rights, okay, it'll probably cost. I don't know. I mean, I can throw out a number. Um, hopefully, a lot. Uh, hopefully, a lot. But that's still pretty small potatoes in their grand scheme of things, you know. Yeah. But it gets them a different subscriber. Well, to- kind of what you're doing though is to be a fly on the wall in their strategy sessions. And the reason I say that is like how. B- and I honestly don't know, like, how big of competition does Netflix see Fox or yeah. um, or Disney, for that matter? I think Disney's a much bigger competitor to them. There's almost a point where you're so rich, let's say it's Amazon, where you're you're bidding on some things to keep it away from... Somebody else? The, com- yeah. the competition, yep. right? I, I think, I mean, Amazon is just a... They're a monster, they're but they're but they're also they're also in this digital media world pretty strongly with you know the, so they have an the app Twitch on the platform. Dish thing. I mean, no. yeah, they've already got the video game on. They're you're gonna see you're gonna see them move into big boy sports here soon. I, I think this is their them. opening. I yeah. think that this was always inevitable, but yeah. I think COVID is going to move it at a faster pace. I, I completely agree, and so that's this is good news. For college sports, no really doubt. all all sports, because 
Disney, aka ESPN, and Fox, they're going to be they're going to be hurting because they're not getting those subscriber fees from from Dish and Cable that really ammoed them um, to keep amplifying these contracts. So this is good news for college sports. Now people are going to have to get adapted to um, games digitally and the extra subscriber costs because Netflix has no incentive to. Not pay, not have people pay the eighteen dollars a month or whatever it is. Really good stuff, and I will. Um, I am referencing some of this, so you can check out the column that I post, and I'll have this linked in it. If you guys are into I, it's it, it's going to be. Uh, is this interesting to other people? Or is this? Just I know, me? but it's going to impact. I mean, it does. Everybody is. I bet everyone's changed their viewing habits quite a bit. And I think. How have yours changed? Well, because you've been one, a cord cutter for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but I mean. Like, are you reading more? Are you like, what are you doing anything like different? Differently, I'm just watching more shows. I mean, Netflix has been invaluable to me. Um, that's probably right now. I have YouTube TV as well, but outside of all, you know, I'll flip on. I I will watch. I I'm probably one of the rare ones. I will watch every single news uh, channel. Yeah, just to get all sides of a story. No, I, I know yeah. I'm unique in that. I actually think it's fascinating. Yeah, same. watch Hannity and watch Don Lemon. Like, oh right. You know, I like, mean, if you just look, if you're, or or Matt or, or, or Matt yeah, yeah. I mean, I watch them all. On which I I think it's the only way to get. Anyway, that's another topic. But that's I, that's really what I've been watching on YouTube. What's TV. fascinating too is they don't even cover the same things. It's, no, it's like what makes their side looks better, look better, or oh, the other completely. side look like, worse. Fox has been all over. Uh, I mean, they've been on. The, the Biden Obama stuff the last couple of days, which is like, all right, for they're not even really talking about COVID, COVID a whole lot. Yeah. I know it's just interesting. Um, but so I've been doing, a, I mean, more shows. We've, we uh, went through Waco. So Waco Waco's is now great. on Netflix. Yeah, which it's is great. great. Uh, really good. Me a, it's really good. Really good. So I, but that's, that's been it. And then also it's been helpful for me, like the Amazon prime stuff for kids shows. Yeah. I just throw that on there and let you, it go. You watch that uh, show on Netflix where they put all the Instagram models on an Island. I have not. And they yet. can't have sex. No, I, that's on the, that's after, uh, maybe it's, that's, maybe that's Monday. It's actually very entertaining. Did you finish it? No, I'm like halfway through it. I just, that's the one thing like that. I, the wife will like throw on for like mindless. Yeah. Like, oh Yeah. I hardly ever see my wife these days, but whenever why, why, like, we're winding down at night, I will, she'll throw that on every once in a while. When we were, uh, it's actually quite entertaining. Why didn't they ask us when we were in Shenandoah? <laughs> my th- biggest change has definitely been the Netflix thing. I yeah. find myself wanting to binge. I've never been that guy, but like, I mean, the amount of like just dumb Westerns that I've watched and, I, I find myself now that because I'm fatigued with the news. I'll yeah. watch about an hour of the news a day now. I'm trying. Okay. The one thing I watch the most of is CNBC. If yeah, I'm if I've I have the that. TV on, I'm watching the yeah. markets on like just mindlessly in the background. Oh, it's just, but yeah. without sports, I don't find myself watching television much anymore. I agree, and honestly, I'm just I'm not, going straight to Netflix if I'm going to turn on the television. And I have not nothing against your show. I have barely listened to radio. Well, you, because you're I'm not, not driving. Car. Yeah, and so, I'm not, and I'm not firing up um, outside of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. I'm not really listening to podcasts either because it's it is interesting uh, and to be watching our numbers and in, in podcast is part here. Yep. Podcast is very slow growth on as far as this think, goes. Are, we have maintained 
we've been pretty steady. Yeah. We haven't grown with Cyclone Fanatic. Well, now our web traffic has spiked. Yep. I get because people are home and they're so that's that's increased for me is web usage. I can't I mean my it's you can track it now, you know, the iPhone app. I mean, I am on <laughs> Twitter time, or so. oh it's it's insane. Yeah. But I'm not in my car. And so I think I, yeah. I I think podcasts are at least how I use it. I'm I use it for my 45 minute commute. I'm listening to a podcast or the radio. I read on uh, one of the industry journals the other day. It's the comeback of the desktop computer. It's yeah. been the big thing as far I, as like us serving ads. Like our desktop traffic is exponentially higher hmm. compared to cell phones, which is interesting. Well, because people are have that work from which home. Setup. Normally, it would be great for revenue. Yeah. Because Web ads pay a lot more than mobile oh. ads, but the problem is there are no advertisers. It's in, it's interesting though. It's a, it, how how have your habits changed? I think everyone has something different. I've read books it. a lot more, and I, I I read books a lot anyways. But it's just I I find myself, you know, think about how many hours a week I right now I'd be watching NASCAR or the Braves, and I'm just doing other stuff. And the other, the and including going it, crazy. Yep, yeah, I've. <laughs> I've seen from at least my household are online ordering, not just like groceries or DoorDash or, but just Amazon stuff is just through the roof. It's like, we mm. got seven new packages a day. It's like, Oh, I forgot I ordered that. It's like when you're at home, it's almost like you have more time to think of, Oh, I could, this would be nice to have or So, yeah, it's just like, I think 10 years from now will be crazy case studies about the changing consumer behaviors in this last two months all right hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Got your happy price, Priceline. Should we take some fan yeah. questions here? Yeah. We had some good ones uh, coming in. And uh, that's at Chris M. Williams on Twitter is where I put it out. Now, real quick, I do want to promote uh, for our premium subscribers. Well, we got something new coming up on uh, Thursday. So this is the folks who are Patreons at a $20 and up level. Okay. Uh, you're going to get something like this every single month. And... Basically, we're going to do programs for these people. We're going to have a little like cyclone town halls, happy hours, whatever you want to call them. Awesome. Sage Rosenfels is going to be on. Oh, boy. Where people can ask Sage questions. And, He's not opinionated at all. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Uh, Niang's going to come on and do one at some point. And we're just going to do this uh, once a month. And it's exclusively for those th- Patreons at that level. So you can still get in on that level. Uh, if you want to, uh, go to cyclonefanatic.com. And check out our Patreon. Uh, there's links all over the website, so you can you can do that, and we would love to have you. And of course, before noon tomorrow will be this week's insider piece, where um, I give you the the scoop, the dirt on everything I'm hearing behind the scenes of Iowa State athletics. Um, all right, we like to involve our listeners. Do you have some on Coleman Land, real quick. You mentioned that. In the- oh yeah. Um, he did. He narrowed down to a top five, which is really interesting because he there's no Texas Tech or yeah, Indiana. Indiana. Yep, saw the same thing. People are well, what happened? Well, 
try and tell you guys all the time, transfer recruiting in the spring is a fluid situation. <laughs> From what I understand, I think both of those schools moved on because they had other pieces. Yeah. With that, a couple of other programs jumped up into the mix, Cal and Michigan, notably. And, and I think that that could be a problem for Iowa State. Um, I don't know. But I'll tell you guys about that on the insider piece tomorrow. Okay. The other, the other. Who is the coach at Cal? I don't even. Know. I don't even know. USC and NC State are also on the top five. Gotcha. I'll leave it at this. Kind of random. I think group. if it comes down to a relationship, Iowa State's going to get the young man. I think if it comes down to other things, and I'm not insinuating like no. pain. I'm, I'm saying like academics and stuff like that. That might be a tough one for the Cyclones. It's Mark Fox, the old coach Mark of Georgia, Fox, Georgia guy. Yeah. Huh? I'll say this. He's a bright young man. So Cal could be. Yeah. I mean, it's a fine academic institution. South Michigan, honestly. Could be somewhat. I think he looked at Michigan out of high school. He did. He absolutely looked at Michigan out of high school. All right. um, Chris, Christopher, what's the biggest purchase you could make without having to clear it with your wife? (laughs) I mean, I handle the money in our house. So I, I mean, I could do pretty much anything and cover it up if I wanted to. <laughs> you should show up with a a new grill. You might get a couple questions. You, I you mean, just bought a Traeger, right? That was actually her idea. Okay. Your wife was the reason I have my Traeger. Because we stood in your driveway that day, and I was talking about buying a smoker, and your wife talked about how awesome Traegers were. Yeah, her family's had them for and I It's funny because we don't have one. So that's why I have a Traeger is oh, that, that single converse. I mean, I, anything over a couple hundred bucks, I'd probably run by her. But yeah, I mean, I, but my, do I have to? No. And she can pretty much buy anything she wants without running it by me. That's just kind of how we roll. Do you ever get suspicious though when you see like multiple packages and you're like, what did you buy? Well, you I get to have that conversation. I get annoyed with the constant like crap for the kids. Okay. <laughs> how many like you. water bottles does Cammy need yeah. or that's the stuff or like the stuff that yeah really annoys me is decorative crap yeah we just bought two lamps that we found out we found out that they don't even fit the room because we bought them online so now we got to send them back it's, like, oh, it's such it's a pain like, in the ass I don't even laugh like decorating's great go ahead and decorate yeah. but like if you're going to do it, make sure you like take it down at a timely fashion. It's, I don't want Easter crap up in May. You know what I mean? Like that's my deal. I agree with you. If if anything is above 250, I at least would like a conversation. Yeah, that's fair. Um Stansberry, what's the best performance of an opposing player in a game you've covered? Hmm. God, Jared, you're making me old. Hmm. What's the kid from Nebraska who dropped 36 on <laughs> Wayne Morgan? Alex Marich. Alex Marich. 2006. <sighs> well, I mean, okay. I can think of a lot of, like, blowouts. Like, Vince Young at Jack Trice Yeah, but he was okay. He wasn't great. But you're right. But, like, those weren't games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would say, lost that game like sixty-three to three or whatever. Yeah, or maybe that was Colt McCoy. I don't. Even that was remember. Colt McCoy. Oh, that was Colt McCoy. Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. No, that was uh, oh seven. 
Colt McCoy did that to Iowa State. Um, for me, let's see, Iowa State wise. This is a loaded one. This should be a summer series. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I'd I'm gonna, like to do a little I'm going to cheat with a non-Iowa State one. I was working with the Magic and was in Staples Center for game one of the 2009 NBA Finals. Oh, boy. And Kobe Kobe yeah. went for 40, which, man, he went. He had 40, 40 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. And it was just like a work of art. I mean, that guy, when he was on... Made everything look so easy. It was I didn't appreciate it at the time because I realized, oh no, this series is not going to go well for my employer. But uh, it was fun to watch. What about Shaky Smithson? That I say that Utah that Utah game that's got to be up there. He had to have what like three fifty all purpose yards. I mean, that was he good. was crazy. Um, David Johnson's had some games. David Johnson twenty. 2013 went over 200. Yeah, he was which unreal. We didn't even know the guy. Yeah. That if game it, sucked. With hindsight, you, that, you know what? That may be the most miserable Iowa State game I've watched because it was like 9,000 degrees. You, you remember <laughs> that, that? press box. Yeah, is just it, it had no zero air, air conditioning. It was so I was hot. Like, and then you're, and then worried you're like, about game, some of the sports writer right, guys up there. Right. Dying. And, then, and then the game happens. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be a long year. And guess what? It was a long yeah, year. Yeah, it was a long year. Um, I saw Landry Jones and there's an Oklahoma trio in 2010 that shot out Iowa State. It's 52 nothing. It was Landry Jones at quarterback, um, DeMarco Murray at running back, and then a little wide receiver won the play with the Lions, won the Blitnikoff. I mean, just torched Iowa State. It was a show. That would be a good one. Um, Wiggins and Embiid. Put an absolute display on in Hilton. Yeah, I was thinking about that one earlier. In, uh, I remember that press 14. conference specifically. And that was when Embiid, Embiid was a prospect, but he wasn't like Wiggins level. And then Fred comes out and says, "Yeah, those guys shouldn't be here next year. What he about, um, did Keaton Page ever? You know, you it's interesting because you, think, guy who you I, think of Keaton Page and you think of uh, who is the other Oklahoma State guy that this, like, they had that sh- short... White guy, Forte. Like nine, Forte. They never really had huge games from what I remember. They just felt like they made a bunch of shots yeah. just because they annoyed you because, like, I could guard that guy. Um, There have been, and, and if we had more time and weren't doing this on the fly, there have been so many random dudes mm. who've gone off on Iowa State. Yeah. That, and I'm for some reason, I'm just thinking basketball, too. I feel like football should be way more obvious here with the – Oh, some of the I mean, RG, I remember RG3. RG3. Do you remember RG3 yeah. the first time yeah. uh, down in Waco? But nobody didn't know who, knew and who he, the guy was. Yeah, That's and good. he was like, he was insane. That was really one of his coming out parties as far as winning yeah, the Heisman Trophy. That, I believe, was Iowa State's first non-conference game of the year. I remember it was on Fox College Sports, Samantha Steele at the time. Oh, you're thinking you're thinking of the year he in, won the Heisman. Because yeah. Iowa State had played him once before then. Uh, the year he won the Heisman, I was at that game. That was uh, 2011. Yeah. And, yeah, he was a machine. No, I'm thinking of his freshman year. See, the freshman year would have been uh, oh, it was 08 or 09. Because he got hurt. It was, yeah. He had a weird career. Yeah, because I remember watching it in Shenandoah. Okay. Like, everybody had to come to my house because I was the only person Probably. who got Fox College Sports. Yeah, I mean, it, 
But he had, so he almost went to Iowa State. I mean, Chizik recruited him. A little fun story about RG3. That's a good one. Man, there's just been, I mean, some of the tech quarterbacks just lit Iowa State up. Like Graham Harrell threw for like 600 yards in Jack Trice, I swear, one year. Um, Todd Reesing was unbelievable, the one game in Jack Trice. What about um, Weissman for Iowa that one year? Oh, they just kept handing, gosh. you know, he'd, he'd get like five yards of carry. And Ferentz just kept handing him the ball. He wasn't going to. He wasn't I, going away. I from will it. say, and it pains me to say this. I thought when I watched CJ Beathard against Iowa State, Matt Campbell's first year, it was forty-two to three. Like it wasn't even a yeah. combat. And he was throwing, uh, just, I mean, just dime after dime. I was like that guy. That guy's legit. Interestingly, I mean, I felt felt the same way about Nate Stanley. Yeah, and then Nate was yeah. really good. I mean, I, the, for for every reason, the Iowa quarterbacks have had way too much luck. And like then you see a. You know, Baker Mayfield, who had good numbers in that 17 game, but not out of this world. So that's a good, that's a really good question. So I'm going to stick with Kobe, and then I'll say that Embiid Wiggins game up in Hilton was pretty good too. Yeah, that's good. I I don't really want to commit, and I'm I'm sorry. I just I threw some out there. I I'm really um, that's a great question that I would want a little bit more time. Yeah, on. it's a good one. Yep, because I think I could um, I could probably go into the women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, like the Brittany Grinders and, you know, like, who was the Paris? Um, yeah. Courtney, Courtney, Courtney Paris. and Ashley. Jeez. They were good. They, I mean, they hit a lot of, yeah. they were really good back in the day. All right. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, who do we got here? Yeah. I'm going to only answer realistic questions here. God bless you, Michael, but he's asking me about, Building a roof over Jack Trice Stadium. <laughs> it's my running joke that Suk up. Just build a grain bin over the top. Our friends there, but then somebody reminded me, well, it's probably not best for electricity. Good point. Or, Why? Because they lightning. would have to like heat the place and no, stuff? No, with lightning. I don't know. Suk ups are Oh, I get what you said. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying right there. Interesting um, take, though. He, he said... Act like cost isn't a thing. Yeah, you know, I I ask guys for like mature questions tonight. You know, that's okay, Simon. We I mean, in a perfect it. world, it'd be great to put a roof over. It's like a retractable. Wouldn't have to worry about the turf, right? You know, You're, and then and then when but it that gets, would, but they like the turf. But yeah, you know, yeah. that's a whole deal. Uh, Justin wants to know, hey. Uh, Chris, what happened in that podcast that you refused to release? I still haven't heard it. I'm not. Do you I'm have not it ever, recorded somewhere? Um, I'm not telling you. Because okay. <laughs> then somebody's going to try and like, you know, find it, and I'm not going to tell you. Uh, okay. All I'll say is this. Um, those are all like good friends of mine, and I don't want to put anybody's job at risk. Right. Cheers to that. And let's be honest. Recording a podcast for mass consumption at the Dingus Lounge <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning is was, not a good idea. It was bound to not go well. It's not a good idea. Uh Ryan. You had to eat pizza, Mexican food, or barbecue the rest of your oh. of your life. What do you go with? Oh man. Well, I like pizza the most. I love pizza. Yeah, but pizza get really repetitive. Like you yeah. can't jazz that up. 
Mexican food, like I'd just be constantly living with diarrhea because that's, that's a, just my that's style. A lot, that's a lot of knowledge I didn't need. Yeah, but you tried taking a laxative for a year. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, barbecue's pretty versatile. Yeah, I would do barbecue because I could have barbecue. I could make it into like nachos or do, I could you do could pizza. Do, you could do pork. You could do chicken. You could do beef. I think barbecue's got versatility. I'm with you. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to sneak in if I if I need a reliable meal. C Dub. I'm getting Mexican food. You you and your wife we, love all Mexican the time. food all the time. I like it. I just. You know. I, th- I think I'm in. A, maybe it's because I could use uh, some chips and queso and a margarita right now and always. So you guys are Ashley and I would more like go to like Hoo or you know like a hibachi grill. You'd rather That's do like, that. We just love the Asian type foods. Okay. See, I'm we're we're getting margaritas and chips and queso. Uh, Brian, assume football season carries off without a hitch. The most exciting part of the team you want to see in the most anticipated game of the schedule. Well, I mean, you can't call the offensive line the most exciting part of the team, but I think it's the most interesting part of the team. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as that goes. I I'm such a this is so boring. I love the D line. I want to watch that D line. And then I mean, guys, it's Brock Purdy. Right. Don't overthink this. I was gonna say you have don't overthink it. The best Heisman candidate since Seneca. You have potentially a first round, second round draft pick for the first time in a long time. What was it 1973? George Amundsen. And Brock Purdy is fun to watch regardless. So, I mean, that's the easy answer. Most anticipated game? Going to be honest. Doesn't pain me to say this. The game in Iowa City. Got to have it. I would agree. To me, that's the most interesting game on the schedule. Just because Campbell still hasn't beat them. Correct. It's about That's the only... It's like the one thing left. If you get that, I mean, you're staring down the barrel of a 5-0 and start. Yep. Because you got South Dakota at Iowa, UNLV at home. Texas Tech at home and at Kansas. And I know it's not a conference game. And you'd, you'd rather, if you give me a choice, do you want to, you know, win the Big 12 or... You don't have Iowa? to... It's like, the, of course. But that, individually, that game means a lot. Especially where it's at on the schedule. That's the thing. If that game was on November 21st, I wouldn't say that. Yes. I, that game, I think, is the difference between... Four and one and a five and zero oh start because they're both in the they're both being the top twenty right, pretty confident in that. Um, yeah. Huge, huge, huge potential non conference matchup that can really springboard you forward. Yeah, we we agree. And I I'm think tired of losing it, those guys. It, number two, I mean, I think that October tenth at Oklahoma State super interesting. Yep. They're gonna have some hype around them. It's the same. It's the same ones. I mean, the the best stretch on the schedule is October 10th through the 29th. Actually, I I can throw November. Well, really, Brent. October November get pretty tough. October 10th on mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Kansas State, at TCU, Baylor at home, at Texas, West Virginia at home. So that that's a really you, you got to make some hay in September. 
Yes. They got to go 4 0 in September, yes. I, I think. Yep. You don't have to. Yeah, but. I mean, right. You want to be in that big time big conversation? Boys. Yeah, let's win. The, let's go 4 0, please. Um, Eric, aliens, real or super real? That seems to be a biased question towards the. Dude, I'm telling you guys. This, this next Skinwalker Ranch oh boy. deal on history. Watch it. Okay. You're you're not, folks, he's not this is not an act. Chris Legitimate believes in aliens. We've had conversations far beyond the one glass of whiskey we've had. And Chris is a believer. It's not an act. And I've I've never seen one, but I'm also not arrogant enough to think that we are alone. You're telling me the millions of people who have claims I, in like the no. videos and stuff, everybody's full of crap. I'm Everybody saying, is. Everybody is. You're the I'm only smart person, Brent. There's no deep state keeping this from the people. Okay, so you, 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 don't you think- disagree with the doctor, Dr. Greer from Unacknowledged. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I disagree with him. You watched it. Yeah, I did. I remember that. You're fine. Uh, um, no, my point is, it, I mean, now would be a really good time if I was a certain leader of the free world, the president of the United States, shake things up a little bit and distract the public with some aliens. Did you? Like, well, they did two weeks ago. Right. They released that Pentagon I mean, footage. Like, That's exactly what they you did. You can't Brent. tell me that all these people have hid this for this long. Did you hear Mike Halas on with me and Ross? I, I'm oh, telling you, I wish I would be able to listen to your show. It, it bothers me. It, the Mike Halas interview was just. I need to go back and listen. It was unlike anything we've ever. Is he had. a believer? He does. <laughs> so, Mike's the best I, sports writer in the state. I agree. I made a tweet about the Pentagon deal and Mike responded to it like he cared. <laughs> so I responded to him. I'm like, Mike, this come is great. You should come on the show tomorrow. And he's like, okay, call me. So we did. And Mike comes on the show. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care about this. I was mocking you, <laughs> and, but I still thought it would be funny to come on the show. But Mike was like, okay, I don't know if they're real or not, but let's say that they are. Like, why in the hell would they want to come here? He goes, they're so far advanced of us. They're going to look at us and like, why in the hell would they want to be here? That's a fair point. I, I'd, I'd put my life on it that we're not alone. Do I think that they're like walking around among us? No, but I think they're watching us. I absolutely think that they're floating around out there and doing stuff. I, there's really no doubt in my mind. Same with ghosts. Like, that's the thing. Like, here's the deal. Have I seen, if I had an experience, I've had a few sketch moments, but never anything that I could concrete say, like, okay, I think that was a ghost. But, like, you're telling me that the millions upon millions of people who have had experience, they're all full of crap. And there's, some things can be, some things are unexplainable. The mind can be manipulated, though. You think you see things. And I I agree, but the, the, does that account for one hundred percent of the claims? I mean, I would lean. Maybe towards that's my like sixty <laughs> percent. 
bit. I just, yeah, a lot of times there's like something scientific that's going on. That, oh, like a car just drove by. And, you know, it's a reflection or whatever. Or sometimes there's a ghost. It's it's fine. You don't have to like the arrogance. <clears throat> What's more real, ghosts or aliens? More real? More <laughs> what's Yeah. I think ghosts are I mean I think ghosts are more prevalent in our society. You do. Okay. Yeah. So I'll make make sure we're yeah. on record here. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's not an act. Um DJ, this will be a good conversation. I'm glad you're asking me this. Uh, DJ goes, I know you are a big Prome supporter. Who would the two of you like to see succeed him if he is out after years in? Is he a good recruiter, not a good coach? So, does me, or, or, or Brent too, do, the fact that we come on here and have like realistic conversations about things make us supporters how does this work some eyes huh i think we want iowa state to do well yes absolutely and when when have we ever claimed not to that would be my point i would say and i think it's fine if you think this way there's a segment of the fan base right now that would rather bad things happen to the basketball program because it furthers their case that Steve Prohm should not be the head coach, which is fine. You, you see this in professional sports. It happens a lot. all the it's time. Like you just okay. I, I Passionate fans. I don't believe in this guy. Yeah. The quicker he can go, the better. Uh, I don't think that way. I think if Steve Prohm can have a great season this year, that's awesome. Now, as far as successors, that's probably there's probably a lot we could discuss in another conversation but I think there's one obvious one and it's no denying it I'm mean, that's someone that was a candidate the last time has had head coaching experience now and that's TJ Alsberger I mean I think that would be the one obvious one there's there's several more you could throw out there if you wanted but I don't think that's appropriate conversation to get into until it's proven otherwise yeah I just the way that that phrased I mean of course I want Steve Prone to do well yeah why wouldn't I? Right. Well, I mean, that's I've like, wanted, I told you why. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I've some, wanted every Iowa State coach since I've been around to do well. Yep. Yep. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know what else to say to that. Like, of course, I want him to do well. I, 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 I always am rooting for these guys and gals to be successful. I know, and um, it just. It, it, that stuff bugs me. I'm getting I was some some rube was giving me hell the other day. Saw that on Twitter because I tweeted and I told you guys last week on the podcast that Iowa State wasn't recruiting the Jose Perez kid. They weren't. Now I'm sure at some point somebody from Iowa State probably like called him or something and like reached because you do that. Like that's how recruiting works. You you ju- now. They could have decided, oh, we don't have a shot at this kid, or there's some connection here, and we don't we don't want this kid, or for some reason, Iowa State wasn't recruiting him. Yeah, and you, 
I, I had a source last week tell me that Steve Prohm has never, never spoken to, to the kid. Okay. And I had some guy on Twitter convinced that I was covering up Iowa State losing out on a kid. Like, it's not what happened. Yeah. But that's just, that's the way, you know, some people think that if you're. Everybody's so paranoid, man. Yeah. It's it, right. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's and I. You can't win. Like you're either too big of a homer, or you hate Iowa State, or like whatever. You can't win. I've been it's doing a tough, this. It's I've been doing spot. this long enough, yep. and every every know it all thinks that they know, and and that's fine. Like every whatever. And You'll have people, a right to your opinion, but I I always want Iowa State to do well. And that's where I come from too. Is like at the end of the day, no matter who's in charge, I mean, we both want Iowa State to do well first and foremost. And they'll be, they'll, trust me. And we've Steve, been open about that since day one. Steve like, Prohm we're, we're not the Des Moines Register here. Correct. Correct. And your fanatic does better when Iowa State does well. I mean, it's, the correlation is pretty pretty evident. Now, we're also honest enough that Steve Prohm won't be here forever either. And no, so it's, it's, he, it's okay to look at, okay, what's next? But I, I mean. He needs to win. You, right. And this is a big year for him. And I, I get, I do from like a guy like that, like, Go back and listen to us. We were very critical this year. Yeah. But again, people want to put it in their yeah. own no, I get it. story. Whatever. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I haven't thought about if Steve's gone. Otzelberger is the overwhelming. Now, the, I think the question would be, would TJ want the job? Yeah. I mean, he's got a pretty good gig in Vegas. Yep. Yeah. And, like, how does COVID affect salaries? Mm-hmm. These are all big questions. But that, that's t- I mean, that gig in Vegas, I mean, I was down there. There's a lot of advantages. That's a sweet have. gig. Yep. <clears throat> His office, you're well, overlooking the strip. Well, and, and, again, we've talked about it before. Do you want to be a middle team in a big conference, like a big-name conference, or do you want to be the big dog – in a smaller conference, where can you have sustained success? In a smaller con- or a program that has long term been successful, right? Um, you've got the NBA summer league there. You've got all this stuff. Your and name, it's Vegas. You, and you're still a name. Plus, you're you're, you're still no, you don't have Kansas and um, some of the big dogs that you have to play twice a year. Which Although I will awesome. say that league has gotten really good. It is really better. Good. Oh, I'm not saying that, but like, yeah, like, it's it's no Big Twelve. Correct. So I mean, you and I don't know what the pay situation is for UNLV, but it's not like it's um, a smaller mid major compared to Iowa State. It's not Murray no, they, State. They do like charters State. for all their yeah, games. So they and mean, stuff, so it's a fair point. I think it's something you t- look like. Look at Mark Few. It's a good example. Okay. Yeah. Gonzaga started as a mid tier mid major built itself into now you're not leaving Gonzaga even for any of the blue bloods. Mark Few's not leaving. Mm-hmm. He's already built that into, they've made multiple final fours. They're, they're, he's, he's there. Um, UNLV still a level below that for sure. But I mean, I think you could make the case that if you win for a couple years at UNLV, you could be more in that Gonzaga territory than you are a Wyoming. Um, yeah. I hope Steve, and that staff can turn the corner. Agreed. That would be the best case scenario. I think that's it. I saw one from uh, your buddy Ryan Hillary. 
Oh, am I missing some? Yeah. Someone from, from Hillary. Why, so why do, like, on Twitter, some of the responses show up and some of them get buried? I don't know. This happens to me. I'm on TweetDeck, though. So maybe it's a maybe it's a tweet deck thing. Uh, I got a couple from. Okay, some, read them. All right. Unless you got to get going. Well, no, I'm good. Um, Jay Jordan asked a really loaded question. Oh wow, Jay's involved. Okay, but I don't think we. I don't think we can go there without. Maybe it's a summer series. Just go ahead and read it, All and right. we can we can All decide. Right. The pandemic is. Again, Jay's a lawyer. The pandemic is bringing to focus the employment status and duties owed to collegiate athletes. What is your position, and how do you see it playing out? Compensation for college athletes. I, I, man, this would be a road that we may not end until the quarantine is over. You know what I've been, just been telling people on this? I feel like this is one of those things that I, I just, I see both sides. I really do. Um, I probably lean more on the side of the student athlete, but I'm not a hundred percent there. I'm not even close. And I feel like this is one of those ones where I'm just not smart enough for. Yeah, there's smarter people who have better uh, better opinions on this than I do. I honestly believe I'm a big free market guy. I almost think you let it dictate it. I and I and I mean this sincerely. I think. Student athletes and the media that cover said student athletes greatly overvalue their potential market. Now, I say that there's billion dollar TV contracts. I understand that. Should the college athletes get a piece of that? I mean, that's really difficult. But I think this name, image, and, name, image, and likeness legislation is a great first step to understand really are these student athletes viable because they're them? Yeah, or are they valuable because of the brand they're associated with, which is the exactly. So we're about to find out. Yeah, with this we are. G-League this is gonna be thing. great. Uh, my here's my best example, and I I've, how many endorsements I've had, can a G League player have? Well, and that's what I'm saying. And compared to a Duke basketball talent wise, I go back to this argument all the time, and then I get yelled at sometimes. But I'm going to go for it. Talent wise, the G League is much better than college basketball. Right, Agreed. like your your players one to ten are a lot better than college basketball, but the interest in the G League is zero because people don't associate. And, and I still think it will be. Yeah, it still will be. Those maybe kids a one. Get, yeah, but you're not you're not turning on a Texas Defenders game against the San Antonio Toros, right? But you care about Kansas and Texas when they play because you know the. I mean, you, they've got the the built-in support of an alumni and a fan base that the G League doesn't. So I think it's reciprocal, right? Does is Duke better because of Zion Williamson? Yes. Is Zion Williamson better because of Duke? Yes. And so I think you can't just say, "Oh, here's a billion-dollar contract. Player X plays for this team. Player X now gets the billion-dollar contract." I mean, I think there's. It goes both ways, and if you don't look at both sides of the conversation, I think you're, um, I think you're missing out a little bit. I, but I think the name image and likeness is a good start, and then let's see where it goes. I would love to have this talk with Jay Jordan because I think he'd be a fascinating one to talk to because he was a student athlete, and I think he gets it at a, a level that maybe I don't. Yeah, exactly. That kind of goes back to what I say. I mean, look, I've, look at look at Lindell Wigginton. 
Lindell Wigginton played in Des Moines Dude, all year. Nobody cared. I and I went and watched Lindell versus Taylor Horton Tucker, <laughs> and there were like forty people. Yeah, there. I mean, but again, talent hasn't any different. But it's uh, I, but even I, like I know when you, like, you say that, and then you you get you even get, like though when like Naz and George would show up and play there, like there were good crowds by their standards, but nothing like. So what are people? Think. And this makes you sound like you're. You're not appreciating the player, and I'm not trying to do that, but what do you go and watch a game for? Do you go to watch a game for the talent of the player? Or do you go to support Iowa State? I'm an Iowa State guy. Um, Like, I think there's generational conversation here, too. I think the younger folks will support players more. Sure. Like, with me, like, I've been very open about my fandom with the Chicago Bulls. But like I always said, once I get the guys who screwed Fred over out, I'll be back. Yep. And I am now. Yep. Because um, like I, I just, I don't know. I'm a laundry. I cheer for laundry. I, I'm a sucker. And a lot of people are. Like if you went there, like you have that emotional connection. You don't necessarily have an emotional connection to. No. I, um, we're about so to find it's, out. It's, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. And I, I do think like in a lot of the media is going to, applaud these guys for going to the G League. And I actually think they're smart this year with COVID. I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Just going to get lost, but it's fine. Well, and at least they know they can play is my thing. Like, yeah. but, I don't, you, but again, I keep, Zion Williamson gained so much from going correct. to Duke. I That's a normal year. Uh, I just think the only reason yeah. I would – I think long-term, like any of these, like – and I think that the coaches are better. Who's their coaches going to be? Like That's – yeah. I mean, they, like Charlie Henry, who's a friend of mine, hmm. was an assistant for Fred. He's now an assistant for Nate Oates. He was a head coach, coach in the G League. Yep. He can't get a head coaching job in college basketball. Yep. He can't. Yeah, no, that's good. Right? He was a he was the Bulls G League coach. Yep. I get it. If you can go make, I mean, these kids are going to make $100,000 to go play in the G League, go for it. But Nate Linzer, don't get the exposure. Nate Linzer was the G League coach for the Bulls yep. for a while. And, like, he, you know, he was never Matt, even on. Matt uh, Woodley here. Yeah. Yeah. He's an assistant now he's at Drake. At Drake now, yeah. He was a head coach for the G League team in yep. Des Moines. Great point. Yep. So I don't know. I'm I'm with you. Like I I I sympathize for the player, um, because I they have been taken advantage of over the years. They have, but I I tend to when I look at this look more big term, and I'm looking out for the Madison Wise of the world, and the and I just know. That if you start like that, there's people who are going to get screwed in this thing. Yep. And I don't want sports cut. I don't want it, this yeah. is a much yep. deeper no, conversation. You, I mean, look 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 at the budget situation right now. So, um, what else have we got? We'll end it on this from our buddy Ryan. He's got two questions: a real question and a fun question. Or Ryan Hillary here. Yeah. Okay. Real question. What is the hardest part of having children that you didn't know about before having them? That I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know the true feeling of like sheer exhaustion. Like where I always thought like in the past, like I'm tired. You're tired, right. Like, but when you go weeks and months at a time where you're 
where you three, don't four ever or five hours of sleep, and yeah. you never sleep longer than like an hour and a half. Yeah, I've had bad experience. Cameron was you've you've had rougher than most. Yeah, that to me has been the hardest part. Like, in it doesn't help that I work so much, but to me, like that, nobody could have ever described that to me. Yeah, and mine's similar, a little bit different. I will say the lack of uh, free time. Yeah, to, to they suck the just life. to travel yeah. to to do. I mean, I to say this to for you, to, right? I say this to any if you're if you're married without kids, if you're single, if you have a significant other, go do stuff now if you can. Yeah. Whether that's go if you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I have the money to make this trip, do it. Figure it out because once you have kids, and it's it's great. I mean, it's a life changing experience and. For the good, but you just you do not have the ability to just pick up and go somewhere, even if it's just to a restaurant for the, you know, you and your significant other. It's just that part has been the biggest adjustment for me. Where I would, Chris, you would know me. I would be in my basement and have two NBA games on at once. I can't do that anymore. I can DVR one while Daniel Tiger's playing, and then maybe I'll get there yeah. by the end of the night. But you're, it just comes to a time situation. You just don't have it. And so you really got to prioritize. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time. Time yeah, is that, the answer. That bleeds right into my sleep yep. deal. Because then you're trying to figure out, okay, should I get X done? Yep. But I know that that's going to take away from any amount of sleep any that I might. Z, yep. <laughs> I might be. And the other, the other thing, too, like I that I don't think you can comprehend until you have one is the amount of like the like emotional deal like you get with them like where like you physically hurt when they hurt you sure it, you probably haven't really I got exp- there yet yeah when you when they start going to school yeah. and somebody hurts I, their feelings I or can't even imagine and like uh, you know my daughter's in preschool and i'm like all right who's their dad mm-hmm. you know let's go have a chat <laughs> and i've got that's gonna be hard for me oh it's gonna be hard for me i've I completely understand. Yeah. I, and there's just, there's a lot of mean people in the world. So just right. hopefully you can protect you can them the from right that. Pick the right ones. Yeah. And then Ryan has a fun question. What was the best college party memory you have? Oh God. Or that you want well, he and was, can share? He was probably there. Well, I mean, mine I've talked about before is when uh, me and uh, the rocket man, Jason Clement, when oh. we rattled off 21 games in a row playing beer pong at chasers and Friday after class. And we never lost. We actually left because we went to go get Chinese. We went to, no, we went and got, um, La Fuente. Cause we're just like, there's no challengers. Like, <laughs> you're, you're like Jordan 98. What's the point? Yeah. Like we won 21, 21 games in a row, Brent. Machines. 21 games in a row. Un- like unconscious. Rest in peace. Chasers. The Clemens man, the rocket man was basically, you know, he was basically Jordan against the Celtics that year, going into <laughs> the Boston Garden. Yeah, and just sixty slaying him. Larry Bird. I was Scotty Pippen. Like I, I was, I was the B man. Ah, oh, that was good. fun. That's good. You know, I, okay. To answer it seriously, um, and I and I was with Ryan who asked this question. Yeah. But we had a Visha one year. I. I I want to say it was our junior year, Brent, where it was like 75, 80 degrees. Yeah. The Saturday of Visha. And that was the best weekend of my college. Because those guys all had a house. 
Okay. And just 48 hours. Of- I mean, I remember we got done with class. I don't know, like we went to class <laughs> on Friday. But I remember Carper and I went to the keg shop. Yep. And Carper and I bought like three cases of. We're like, we usually drink Bush Light, but we're like, hey, it's Visha. We're going to live a little. We got Keystones. And we're like, hey, we're just going stones all weekend, man. And like, we had to go get more on Saturday afternoon. Like, we just, just were. This weekend. Yeah. And it, it wasn't even like blackout, but it was like, it was fun because everybody could be outside. You're playing all these yard games. Yeah. You're doing all this Chris Cagle at a concert. Yeah. And that, to me, that weekend was the most fun weekend I ever had That's in college. And, and I'm sure Ryan and the guys over there at the, the house on Lynn will remember all that because we had a blast. Some of them a different direction. And I think part of the fun of college is some of the random trips you make that you don't know are going to turn out to be eventful, but they are. So I went with a different Ryan and Tim. Oh, I know where you're going here. Uh, this is great. To the game and. Lincoln, Nebraska in 2005. So enough time has passed. I can tell this. We uh, we were working for the student radio station, which was KURE, which was in the um, Friley. But we they didn't do too many road games, but they let us get a road game to go cover Iowa State and Nebraska. And so this was a big game. So Iowa State was in the top 25. Nebraska was really good. Zach Taylor, a, the quarterback. That was the just a head ho- coach at, horribly painful game. Yeah, it was a horrible – which um, – the game was kind of secondary for me. So we we get in Friday to Lincoln. We got a hotel, go out. We were all of age, um, end up at a bar. Um, and then and then Tim, whose last name will re- remain nameless, meets a, a gal at the bar. Wasn't she some sort of um, like she a worked principal? For, she, she worked for a local uh, school district, apparently. Yeah, she was like a superintendent. Yeah, so, so Tim had, meets her at this bar, and then we lose Tim. Ryan and I lose Tim. Ryan yeah. and I kind of bop around some house parties and fraternities and sororities on in the middle of Nebraska. Meanwhile, we have a game to call the next day. Which I believe which was is, an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, I think, yeah, it was like 11 or 2. I was at that game. <clears throat> and so, But that is not top of mind at the moment. Um, Tim and Ryan aren't really broadcasters. They're just there because they get the free trip. Um, so anyway, we have a good time. We end up at a... a fraternity or sorority for a while and anyway we get back to the the hotel about two in the morning (laughs) and uh we try and use our key card and it doesn't work we go to the uh front desk and we're you know as dan mccarney would say we're half in the bag (laughs) and the and the she's like well there's there's two people that already went in there so we're gonna we're gonna have to verify some id to get in there um ultimately we found out tim and his friends from the local school district were in the hotel. Right. Enjoying we, we each other's some, company. We made some new friends. And then we called a game the next day. And it went It was to, one of the uh, most heartbreaking oh my gosh. games that I can remember. Yeah. But um, I remember. Um, it was a good good memory. I like. I have a couple of good 21st birthday years. Your, your 21st birthday. Yeah, that's, was, a good, that's a fun story. I mean, it wasn't crazy, but we no. had a blast. It, it's why we're. It's why we're how friends. we started yeah. becoming friends. Yep. Um, Brent and I had never really talked before that and we went out and had a good time. Yep. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I suffice to say Brett McIntyre's 21st <laughs> birthday was legendary. Channel 13's Brett McIntyre. I just remember 
That's from, the fun part. Is yeah, where some of these. Yeah, I remember folks ended up from that night. It was you and me and Mac, and Grant Wall. Yep. And we went to like Welch Avenue Station, and this won't surprise many people listening. Like of that group, I was by far the like you were the instigator. Yeah, yeah, like. You and Grant were very, like, you guys were really laid back. We're pretty similar. You right. just wanted to have a couple beers and go home. Like, you guys were well, not it was, into, a, it was like a Wednesday night. Yeah. You guys were not yeah. into the whole, like, <laughs> binge drinking. And you guys, I, you guys went home early, I remember. I, I think so, I, I yeah. thought, like, yep. and you're all like, oh, we got class tomorrow. Yep. And I'm like, Mac, I go. No, this you and me are closing. You and me are closing this thing down. I ain't letting you out of here until two, and yada yada yada. Oh man! You, you guys had to come pick us up, and I just remember getting pictures <laughs> later on. Good stuff. That's the great thing about I. I mean, the stories you remember, even oh. God, that was fifteen years ago. Um, good stuff. And but Ryan, thanks for asking that. I mean, Ryan was involved in a couple of mine, a couple Ryan's of good nights best, at uh, Patty's. Ryan's an all timer. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, that's an hour and a half. Man, these pods are going they late. Ro- they just roll. Man, well, Pete's talking about COVID. <laughs> that's true. Uh, go and check out if you if you're really bored. The uh, Chris Williams I, pod with Sipker. I enjoyed that. We did almost two and a half hours. I don't know how you did it, but it, it, it was actually a very quick moving, pleasant two and a half hours. Sipker's a character, man. Yeah. That that's the truth. We had a hell of a time though. We yeah. had a really good time with it. How do you, you just did he really just pick up your guitar and start playing it? Yeah. Like that was guy, guy's guy's got talent. He does. He also has an ego. So do you, Bloom. <laughs> he officiated your wedding. He did. I can tell him that. All right, buddy. Thanks for yeah, thank thanks you. for coming by. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate your questions. Have a great week. Stay safe out there.